I think I was um, I was like a container boy, like working in containers, like yeah. unpacking containers. Yeah. Bro, I hated it, man. Like, this absolutely. How hated long did you do that for? Bro, like maybe like a month. Man, and stop going out, to Kmart. Just keep a job, bro. You're listening to Locals Only, a Sunshine Coast-based podcast focusing on profiling the best young and emerging business owners the coast has to offer, showcasing the journey of the next generation of movers and shakers and the ones to watch as they set the benchmark in small business. This podcast is sponsored by Local Property Group. Reed Marnie, welcome to Locals Only, episode four, my man. Thanks for having me, bro. My pleasure, my pleasure. How you been? Not too bad, not too bad. It's uh, holiday time, so I'm happy. Back on the Sunshine Coast, we're only talking about off-air how uh, how slow the sunny coast is compared yeah. to Sydney at the moment, eh? Yeah, it's very good. What's keeping you busy at the moment? Oh, obviously, uh, back at pre-season and it's pretty full on, so um, after having 10 weeks off on holidays um, and then going back to training, it can be pretty... Uh, A few scabs yeah. and scars on the face already, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been tough, man, so... Uh, the new coach, he loves loves a bit of wrestle and that, so we've been getting into each other. But um, no, it's been just been training, man. And obviously, from what I've been to previous, because obviously new club and that's obviously been a big change for me. So uh, adapting to that and the new program and stuff like that. So um, well, yeah, it's been man. it's all happening. Yeah, and we'll park that for a minute. I guess we'll, we'll certainly get into uh, footy life and and certainly this season, big changes for you and and whatever else is going on. Uh, but obviously, the, the purpose of the podcast is is talking to to Sunny Coast locals, man, guys who have who have grown up locally and and now doing some cool things. Obviously, talking off air, a lot of uh, previous guests and future guests are really business orientated. But for me, obviously, as as you would know already, obviously, I'm a I'm a mad footy fan and a sports fan in general, and I I, I really appreciate the similarities between high performance sport and high performance business. You know, I think there's this mental edge and this different level of work ethic that just people wouldn't understand unless you're in those higher pressure environments. Mm. So I want to really get into that. But let's first and foremost learn a little bit more about Reed Marnie. First and foremost, I think there's a lot of people uh, outside, you know, mine and yours immediate circle who probably don't know that you're a you're a, a sunny coast local boy. So let's talk about Reed or AKA Boof growing up, mate. Let's uh, let's t- learn about that. So what's your origin story, mate? Where'd you grow up? What was family life like? Uh, let's start there. <coughs> stepping yeah, obviously, uh, grew up in Lansborough. Um, went to Lansborough Primary School, Beewa High. Um, pretty standard stuff, obviously. Um, yeah, family was just all we all loved playing footy. Obviously, lived on a, on a fair bit of acreage for a little bit, and um, you were there a few times, and we had yeah. a bit of fun, and you know, motorbikes and cars and stuff like that. And um, yeah, just honestly, just a kid that just loved playing footy and um, worked extremely hard to get to where I was, and. Obviously, you need a bit of luck to fall your way, obviously, in them sort of times. But, um, yeah, just normal country Aussie kid. And so super – and you're probably a little bit modest there because I think um, – and obviously, as I said, we can kind of go as deep or as, or as shallow as you like. But obviously, family of, of four, right? Family of four, you're the second youngest. Yeah. So uh, what's the difference between you and Toddy? Do you and Toddy are six, seven years? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe. And then obviously one in between again, then a younger sister. So three three boys, uh, girl being the youngest, Kyla. So family of four, like super blue collar, right? Hard working family, always kind of, um, and I hope you don't mind me saying, but always kind of that sort of that middle class, even sometimes slightly below middle class yeah, at times, obviously so. battlers, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously anyone, I hope most, unless you've been living under a rock for the last, you know, five or six years, you'd know that, you know, 
playing footy, particularly in your position, doing the role that you're trying to do, it's always a hard working kind of role. Did you get much of that sort of work ethic, you think, from the upbringing and the family life and, and that blue collar yeah, lifestyle? Yeah, it's actually uh, funny you say, I've, I've actually, probably the last couple of years, I've been working with a guy um, mentally um, in, to sort of understand all those things of where I've been and who I am and... Mm. Um, Sort of, he doesn't tell me how to play foot. He doesn't tell me what to do. He's more of a understanding who I am, uh, my purpose in my life, um, all these sort of things. And we always came back to these times being home, um, you know, running around, going to training. And um, when we lived up the top of Mount Mellon, used to run up the run up the hill at night time and st- things like that. That I feel that they're interested. It's just in me now and it's like, a psyche thing like psychological yeah, like psychological yeah. thing right and uh like no one can take away you know the things that i've done and i'm a big believer of uh you know it's not what people see it's what people don't see and mm. i feel those times when i was 16 17 running up those hills and training by myself in the early mornings going up before i go to school is um probably the reason that i'm the person i am today and like the reason i when i go to training i want to be the fittest i want to be the strongest um, sort of mentality and uh, obviously that comes from family and um, you know we were never a gifted family we never had all the money in the world we were my and dad obviously worked pretty hard and stuff like that but um, we always you know always just got by and um, yeah I think that's just just part of who I am. Yeah back against the wall stuff and I think it's probably important to mention as well that having a, a family of three boys plus your old man obviously you're all tough as hell of course and, and and really good mates with you both your brothers of course but the interesting point to make here is is um you're kind of always a bit of a lone wolf and we kind of saw that as as your uh seniors for a long time as well i mean ultimately your brothers both played footy of course but you know stopped at a relatively young age you know kind of hit 16 17 right and sort of gave it away so you were kind of and been a few years younger those those hill runs and mountain runs and whatever else you were a solo solo dude on a lot of those, right? You would have been pretty separated from your mates um, who were pl- kind of playing at a good level. So it probably gives you, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah, and um, I sort of feel um, what they got to that age, obviously, uh, you know, going out and, and, and drinking. In the Pearson, and, yeah, and all that. Sure. And yeah. I'm not saying I didn't, didn't do that, but they obviously didn't make mistakes, but just some things that I didn't like doing, and it's not that I don't do it now, but I feel them times I sort of learned from, what they the mistakes they've done and I was able to grab it and, and sort of take my own path in a way and um, I sort of yeah I sort of learnt from them and their mistakes that they made mm-hmm. um, but yeah once again it's uh, sort of that's who I am and that's so there's probably there's probably a bit of um, yeah as you said seeing seeing their mistakes and hopefully and hopefully they're they're um, uh, proud of that as well your your family seeing that. Because obviously it was never, uh, you never had a, a lack of talent in the family, right? Your, your family always had plenty of talent to play footy. But obviously you've seen them not take that talent to the next level and going, well, screw this, let's let's take it a bit further. Yeah. Um, so obviously the, you can tell, I guess, and that's an interesting point. I've, I guess, you know, even though we've, we've spoken on and off for the last few years, I've, I've never probably really asked you that question in detail. But clearly there's there's been some sort of mental um, resilience created from an early age of having to go to, you've always had the support of the family. I think if anything, your family's probably more supportive than most yeah. in many ways, but you've always had the support there, but you've always still had that. You've had to draw your own path, right? 
of doing it yourself. So let's dive into that as well. So you go to school locally, um, you're playing footy locally, of course. Um, so you obviously started at, at BUI playing footy. You went to Kwana at what age? Yeah. Oh, I think I was 15. When had that all come about as well? Uh, what, what started, how'd that Because I, I was making a couple of rep teams, obviously, 13, 14. And, and now I look back, like, rep teams back then, they meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> but uh, They tell you otherwise, though. Yeah, the coach yeah, like, no, you yeah, got yeah. you got to be with the circle, uh, right? Like, if, if I was giving any other kid advice and they didn't make a rep team at 13, I'd be like, mate, relax. Don't like, worry about like, it. Don't yeah. worry about it. But um, That's good advice, by the way. Good, yeah, it is. And um, the boys that I was playing at BL with, I went to school with, they were playing B division and... Obviously, um, I thought, well, if I want to go anywhere, I can't keep playing B division. So, obviously, played a fair bit of footy with the boys up at Kiwana, and uh, one of the boys' dads was a coach. And um, that year, actually, I went to Redcliffe and I trained there for a few weeks. 16? Is that 15? 15. 15. 15, under 15. Yeah. So, I was training down in Redcliffe for a few weeks because I was going to go play there. Um, but it just got obviously too much for mum and dad driving down there mm. every couple of days. So, I ended up back at Kiwana and then played a few years there. And then, um, yeah, that's sort of how it happened. It was more of a, a pathway thing and me playing at a high, higher standard, yeah. um, more consistently rather than playing, you know. So, 16, so 15s, 16s, was it 17s or 18s? Back 18, 18s, so straight to 18s. So 15s, 16s, 18s. And then when have you kind of been... So first club, funnily enough, and and um, for anyone who hasn't noticed, obviously the first club you went to was Canterbury, right? Yeah. So I signed with them when I was when I was fifteen. Actually, I played a I played a schoolboys comp there and ended up signing there. And I'd, in the school holidays, every couple of months, I'd actually go down there for like a week, and we do like a, a training camp. And yeah, that was in yeah twenty fifteen. Did that a couple of times, and obviously uh, they wanted me to go down a bit earlier. And I think I was only sixteen, and I just wasn't ready. Um, so I obviously waited and wanted to finish school up here and that, but yeah, obviously signed there with at Dogs when I was fifteen, and then continued to play out here till you know I, I was seventeen, and then at Kwana and then obviously moved on. So how how does that come about? I'm assuming like, and again, excuse my naivety, I've played footy for twenty five years, but never been good enough to have a, a club or a scout or whatever come and come and look at you know what you're up to. And, if, if there's any players that are, that are worthwhile. But what, what what's the go there? Does, I'm assuming like a scout comes and watches your Kiwana games or is, yeah, was it a regular so, thing? How did so when I was about? playing, it was like schoolboys, like an Australian tournament sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I had like a, a manager sort of approach me and, um, you know, they said there's a few clubs chasing you and all this. And I was, I was playing with blokes that were already signed with clubs and I was always I'm never that one person that – and it sort of got to me a bit, 15, 16. I, as again, I – I encourage anyone that age not to stress about it. So you're working your ass off and yeah. no one's picking and up. And no one's picking up, nothing. Yeah. I had a manager come uh, to me who's now, still is my manager from when there I was you go. 15. There you go. And we sort of knocked him back and we thought, well, we don't, you know, it's a bit early, a bit, you know, a bit too much pressure. And then we sort of, we went, well, what can we lose? You know what I mean? So uh, we took took him on and he ended up getting me a contract with the Bulldogs. And then, um, yeah, obviously we, we talked to them a few times and, Obviously, they come and watch your games over the you know over the years, and um, then they decided they wanted to bring me down to play like uh, Cyril Connor, which is like under 18s Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just finished the year off at school and went to schoolies, and then a week later was straight out in the middle of Belmore, and um, you know for an Aussie kid that lived on 100 acres for f- 10 years, um, into smack middle of Belmore. Yeah, so, that's um, an experience, man. 
it's a very different uh, cultural difference. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't didn't really know what what a Muslim was or um, all these different cultures and how they lived, and it's just completely different. And it takes you years to actually, um, you know, understand and who they are, and mm. not that not anyone. But it's seventeen but, years old. I mean, yeah, I was, you know, yeah. like you. And I was already, you know, homesick as it was. Yeah. Um, all my mates were just finished school, and they were all out doing things together. And yeah. I'm here. I'm in the middle of Sydney by myself, um, just like training and stuff. And you wouldn't have known anyone at that point, right? No, like, so, no so you've just gone. So, and that's where I wanted to really get this to as well. So, I mean, the mental again. We're going back to mental resilience here, which is why I wanted to talk to you to begin with. And this is really the similarities between, you know, high performance sport and and high performance business. Because, man, people don't get into high performance business until they're you know, like mid to late 20s at the earliest a lot of the time. You're 17 years old. You've, you know, come from acreage in in, in Landsborough, always being super tight with your family to shipping out to, to Belmore by yourself. Because what they do, I, I remember I read an article on you a little while ago, actually, or recently when you first went back to Canterbury. The, um, they, was, they had like this communal like doghouse, right? Yeah. Um, so there would have been other boys coming from other, other areas yeah. that lived in that So there would be like... Um there's like a like a bulldog house and there's, yeah. there's parents. Um, so they it was like two houses split into like or one big house split into two. Yeah. So we had like the front of the house and it was like an eight bedroom. We had our own kitchen, everything. And then to get to their house, you walk out and they had their own house at the gotcha. back, sort of thing. So we'd go. We all lived together. We all be boys, play PlayStation together, yeah. or stuff around. Um, and then we, for dinner, I would go up to their house every night. Um, and obviously, boys are from New Zealand, um, like all parts of Sydney, you know, country. New how, many, South Wales. How, many, how many blokes are in this house? Well, there was like, it was eight rooms, eight or nine rooms. It sometimes is. they were full. Yeah. And then sometimes boys would only come for a few weeks and they leave and there'd be maybe four of us. Yeah. Um, but like early on, bro, I was, I think it was just before Christmas or just after Christmas. I came back for Christmas, went back and I thought, you know what, like, this is, I don't want to do this, yeah. eh? Like, I just just couldn't do it. I remember just sitting there, bro. I was seven years old. I felt like a man sitting there crying. Like, yeah. I was, like, I was like, you know what? Can't do this, eh? So, can't do this is in, like, you're ready to throw it all in. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I just, I think because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Like, didn't know how to get to anywhere. Didn't have a car, car at the time. Yeah. The car was still up here. Um, didn't have a job, so I was spending all day just sitting at home till five o'clock to I train because I was on the under 18s and all you do is train in the afternoons. Yeah. Um, and you go to training, everyone knows each other. They all go to school together. Shit, man. I'm so, going like, fire out, bro. I can't do this, man. Like, so you, like I can almost guarantee there would have been like tears and stuff in that. Oh, right. Yeah, and like I, I tell I tell people every time like when I talk about this stuff is like the house parent I live in name is Viv. Um, and she has like a husband, Soss, and she has a couple of daughters and that. Um, it was on, wasn't for her for that night to just like, I remember she said to me, she goes, if you want this bad enough, you'll stay. I don't know. She just, We just had this connection. She just loved me. Yeah. And um, yeah, she just goes, if you want this bad enough, you'll stay. And I thought about it and I went, oh, I'll give it a couple more weeks. And then I got a job. So I started working and then. What did you do for your first job down there? I started, oh, bro, I did so many jobs, man. I can't even remember. I think I was... Um, I was like a container boy, like working in containers, like yeah. unpacking containers. Yeah. Bro, I hated it, man. Like, this absolutely. How long did you do that for? 
bro, like maybe like a month. Man, stop going to Kmart. Just keep a job, bro. Yeah, bro. I was, so I did that. And because I actually enrolled in, because I did a ride in school. So then I enrolled yeah. in, in uni and because um, I wanted to be a school teacher. And I thought, oh, I'll just wait till I go to uni and stuff like that. That never came about. Then I started working in a school with like kids, like just like a teacher aide. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. So Very I'd work cool. like three or four days at a school. So like I was busy and then I got started to get to know more of the boys um, and we'd go and hang out all night. Like we'd go do stuff on the weekends and and mind you, at this time I was still 17 yeah. and like all the boys were over 18, right? So got to the weekends. Sit at home, and play PlayStation. They all go out, like go out on the drink and that. Oh. I got to sit at home and go like, that's yeah, I think so that's the long, hardest part. Man. How long were you in the? So how long were you at the at the the doghouse for the communal house? I was only there for like. Well, I moved there in like November. Yeah. And then, trained there, and then we played the SG balls. Under eighteen's only goes for like eight weeks. Yeah. So I trained there, and then like had an injury, and then like I broke my back. Jeez. And then um, like only bad like a fracture in my spine, and like was out for a few weeks. Um, and like I was telling the kids, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I can't get out of bed, like yeah, right. everything. And that was obviously, and I was just sitting there. Man, by this myself. is just shit getting thrown at you. Yeah, now, yeah, right? yeah. So I'm just sitting there going, far out, man. So then finished the season off. Obviously, I played like one game, one last game. I started the whole season on like number nine. And then the last game, obviously, played on the bench because I was injured. And then we finished the season, we got knocked out. And then. Because usually at that stage, you'd get pushed up to like yeah. under 20s. Yeah, yeah. And like under 20s back then was like, you know when the, they had the yellow ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like NYC yeah. days? Yeah. Like, if you played 20s, you're like the man, you know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> well, Sydney's Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. play under 20s, like you're, you're killing it. Yeah. So like that's all I want to do is get to that. Yeah. So are you getting noticed? Like are there, are there any conversations around that point? So you finish the season. I'm assuming you're like 18 by the time you finish the season. Or you still yeah, yeah. I think I just turned 18 or something. So yeah. like – so you've been down there for let's call it probably close to twelve months at that point. Right? Oh so no, not, not even. I reckon maybe like seven months. Okay. And where are the conversations going? Like, are they? Are, are you, have you got guys talking to you saying, "Look, you're on the cusp. Look, we're looking at you yeah, for twenties. So like, we want to give you, a, you know, yeah." So they're like, contract. "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna push you up to twenties and come train with twenties." I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, mad." And then a sort of couple of weeks came by. I sort of just got pushed to the side a bit, and I'm like, a few weeks, I'm going, like, bro, why am I not playing? You know what I mean? Like, not twenties, but I've got. Can't even play park footy because I wasn't yeah. registered or something. I don't know. And then I started playing for this. I played this with this team in like the back of Bankstown. True, like a local, like a local, local team. team. Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, I could be doing this back home, man. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And then after that, bro, like a week later, I get a phone call from a manager, and he goes, "Oh, do you want to go? Oh, you know, there's an opportunity. You go to Para. Yeah, this is probably because there was a June deadline." Yeah. So it's just like maybe in early June, he goes, if you go there, um, you know, you could play 20s. And I was only like, just turned 18. So like, I was like, yeah, that's mad. And I thought, you know what, fuck it. Do it. I'm just going to go do it. So packed my bags, said goodbye to everyone. Yeah, wow. And then went to Para and then sort of never looked back. And then, yeah, that's sort of how it all happened. So Para, so you, you obviously you move at that point, like you get your own place, share house, you know a few boys at that stage. Yeah. Like what's the play from there? So then, yeah, just... Obviously, I, I've left, so yeah. I, I leave the club and I go to Para. And so it's same sort of thing. I move into a house with boys as well. So yeah. like every, most clubs all have them. But yeah, Para had the same thing. And like now the boys that I live there, 
Um, like my best mates, like I was best man. My oh, even now, still, yeah, 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 right. So the guy I was living with, I was best man at his wedding, like Shit, a few months ago. Um, and I thought it was kind of, kind of easier because we all we were that sort of same age, um, where the other guys were a bit older than me, yeah. sort of thing. Um, and same sort of thing. Then I started working full time with the kids and that, and and then Brandon started, you know, we playing it. I, rem- 20s. I remember you were playing when you were playing twenties. I remember following the journey a bit um, and just looking at like the school, like you know, team lists and, and stuff every <laughs> week and whatever else. I remember there was a there was a bit of a competition for your spot though. At, was that at Parra? Yeah, yeah. Like were you playing? Were you playing week in, week out at that point? Well, like, yeah. The, the year that I moved there, I only played two games. Yeah. And then obviously did a preseason, and then that next year I played every game but I actually started I was off the bench I remember 14 yeah, yeah, yeah that's I right it all off yeah. the bench because the 9 went to 13 yeah, or something yeah yeah, yeah so, but he'd like he was like the captain and yeah. he's played, he was a bit older played a couple years so like fair enough and then I think by the end of the year he sort of went to lock and then I sort of played hooker because that year yeah. we made the grand final yeah that was the year we made the grand final and um, and you played 9 in yeah, the grand yeah, final yeah 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 and it sort of went from there and uh, yeah bro and then we played that grand final and I sort of, after that, we, I was still working full time and um, I got like, player of the year that year for the team, like for yeah, the right. power team. Yeah. And um, we were sort of like, well, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'll just play 20s again because I still could play under 20s. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's fine. So you're pushing 19, you're kind of 18 going into 19 at this point? Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 I'm 18 yeah. going 19. Um, I'm, at, I'm at work yeah. and uh, I get I get a phone call from my from a manager and he sort of said that, you know, he never really said about anything about training NRL at this stage. And he goes... Was it, sorry to interrupt you there, but was 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 NRL on your radar at that point? Or oh, were yeah, you, was it just like a... Was it a pie in the sky thing? Or were you just like, man, I'm good enough? Like, were you... I don't you know. Held you held your confidence over like, that point? This is how I seen. I seen, like, no offence to the guys that they were playing at that position in NRL. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, fire up, bro, like... I'm better than these guys. I can. Yeah. I, I can be. You know I mean? yeah. I've got a long way to go, but I can. Like at least compete. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I was at work. Get a phone call from manager. And he goes, um, "You know, do you want to train NRL?" I'm like, "Is that even a stupid question?" <laughs> I moved here three years ago. Well, that's what I want to do. One reason you know I'm here. Mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how it all started. And then I didn't even get a break. Just went next week straight into training. And um, but right, NRL was different, man. Like, yeah. Um, and that's 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 going in straight from twenties into NRL preseason. Yeah, yeah. Training. So it's yeah. just like I just played under twenties, played grand final. I'm back at work full time. Like yeah. everyone's supposed to be on break, um, and then yeah, straight into like NRL full time training, which is like get rid of the job. Yeah, Where, mon- Monday to Friday I'm training, but no contract or contracts. no contract. So just they like get train and trial. Deal yeah, or so they like that. all they said was you'll train till Christmas, which was six weeks. Yeah, right. And that's it. That's all I got given. Shit. So you're legit. So you're scrapping your job on the proviso that you're just going to work your ass yeah. off to hopefully get a full time contract. And I was earning more money at work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. than what I was on like, the, tra- on on the, the tra- training yeah, trial. Because yeah, it's actually yeah. it's so bad, like yeah. um, what it was. Um, and I thought, you know what? Like, what am I going to lose? Yeah. Are they going to make it or I'm not? Sort of thing. And then obviously I train. Right, it's different. Like I remember my first day, rocked up, had no idea what to expect. Packed my lunch. Like everything, you don't pack your lunch when you go. Like you train, you, you there get you like, yeah. you get provided food Shit. every day. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got my little <laughs> sandwiches and that. Like I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember it, man. It's so funny, bro. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I went to training. Obviously, like 
first few weeks I was, you know, doing all right and the running and stuff. Physically, I wasn't up to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had like, I had like Manu Manu running at me and he's a yeah, big, big scary man. You know what I mean? And mind you, obviously you've, um, I mean, obviously you've beefed up a bit. You've had a couple of pre-seasons in the gym clearly, but 18, 19, what did you, you would have been like, what, oh, 65, was, 70 kilos? I always reckon I was 75 wet, yeah, ringing yeah. wet. And like, Running against 100, yeah, 110 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just up, they're going, and it's sort of when you get to that, they don't care. They're like, oh, I'll give this kid a run for his money, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, like out. all the running stuff, all that, I could, I was fine with. And yeah. the footy stuff, it was, it was hard. And you sort of get to a point like, NRL training, you know, they work your way up like through the weeks of how many kilometers you do. Yeah. So it's like they do like four week blocks. So like by the third and fourth week, you're running. 30 to 40 kilometers a week Whoa. in like a space of five days yeah. and like so the first week or two you're like oh i'm killing it you get to the third week and you just like you just down here you just spiral yeah. because like i just couldn't keep up my body wasn't used to it and it was like and they sort of realized that and they sort of looked after me a bit sort of thing but once i got to the six weeks christmas time i thought oh well, that's it like you know what i mean Coach comes up to me, goes, oh, mate, I want to see you after Christmas. I thought, oh, mad. Yeah. So the whole Christmas break, I just trained. Like, I just didn't want to come back. Man, credit to you for that, yeah. then. Because, again, how easy would it be just to go, right, hey, Christmas is in. I'm, I'm yeah. locked in for an, another opportunity next yeah. year. But he just said, yeah, come back for a couple of weeks after Christmas. See yeah. how you go. And, like, and then I went back for a couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks after, he goes, oh, when you stay till the end of January. And then January was like, oh, I want you to play in the trials. And then... But I think my end of Feb, he gave me a, a two-year, like, contract. Contract. Like, only, like, a rookie deal. But. So let's go back to Christmas, though. Pre-Christmas, you're, it's purely just, like, are you guys doing, um, like, are you guys running ball work and shape and stuff by that yeah, point? Yeah, you so, you, so you're doing a little bit, but mainly they're judging you purely on your work ethic, right? Yeah. Getting there and having a dig and then hope that that follows through to trials in yeah. the new year, it's, right? It's like, so it's a bit of a gamble for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just like, oh, you know. Oh, this he did all right. Obviously, got player of the year. We made the grand yeah. final in under twenties, but from under twenties, NRL was different, different ball games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they obviously thought, oh, we'll give this kid a go. You know what I mean? If he goes all right, we'll see how we go. But if he goes all right, we'll just get rid of him. That's yeah. sort of in a bad way. That's how it works in a way. So like, I just I knew my work ethic could get me somewhere. It was whether if someone was willing to give me the opportunity. So you've um, come back that Christmas. Come back home. Yes, yeah, so I've come back home. Um, and like, just made sure I was training a lot. Yeah. I mean, now I don't do it as much because I know I know my body and what I need to do to get myself ready, ready. for the season after Christmas. But at that stage, it's my first preseason. Now I've done, I think I've done six now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was hard. Is it like? Is it like? I've always wondered this. Is it? Is it like? Um, like it can't be anything like local comps, but. Do you have the boys who are just dropping down and just like spewing their guts? Oh yeah, we're all being be, everyone's yeah. just busted. We've right? had like um, Dill Brown. His first preseason was a year after me, and we had um, we had a camp out in Armadale, and we were doing like one point five k runs. Yeah, and it was Armadale in the middle of summer. Yeah. It's like forty five degrees, and we're doing like one and a half k time trials Jeez. or two k time trial. I think it was, and we did three back to back. Yeah, and he got like. To the third one and just passed out. True. And he was like fit. So he was like up the front and I was like mid-pack with a couple of the boys and he's like on the ground and he's like crawling and all the boys are into him <laughs> like, you're soft, get up, get up. 
And then we didn't realize that like he just passed out and he's like, can't see. We had to get Jeez. an ambulance. Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But like it is, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a grind, man. Like we, you have like four sessions a day and you've got to be at your best every session. Yeah. Especially when you go on the field, like field is maybe two to three hours on the field and you're maybe running, you know, nine to 10 kilometers. It doesn't seem like a lot, but over a hundred meters. Oh, and every Back and forwards, yeah. up and downs everywhere. Yeah. And then you have lunch and then you might have like a wrestle session. Then you have a break and then you might have a gym session. And Jeez. in between that, you've got meetings. You might have a forwards meeting and you have a team meeting. And then you've got to go see the coaches individually about things. Like it's very full on. Yeah. So like to be able to manage that is... Uh, That's nuts. It's hard. And like it takes years to sort of adapt. So this is almost like, um, and this is probably where I was looking for, like looking for that number one similarity, right? The similarity, and it might sound cheesy, but ultimately your body, your body is almost your business, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Because ultimately at the end of the day, let's let, let's look at my business, right? You look at or any business, you look at any business, you got to maintain that business. You got to keep that business fit and, you know, and and slim and what agile and whatever else, you know, if you come through a recession, you got to make sure you've, Got to got to get through that, whatever else. So ultimately, your business, your body is your business. Your body's pretty much what's putting food on your table, you know, and and yeah. paying your bills and whatever else. So you've literally got to you got to nurture the body more yeah. than anything else. Yeah, right? well, that's that's what gets you through. Yeah, and it's sort of like pretty much like you coming to work. You obviously you'd have like maybe like a Monday like team meeting what you yeah. want out of the week. Like we have that every day. Yeah. So we'd have well, we have it. We have an app. So you just log in on the app and it tells you every like what's happened for the day the day yeah, so yeah, you're like yeah, eight you. o'clock you have to be there by eight yeah eight fifteens like breathing eight thirties strapping eight forty five so fully is, regimented yeah. yeah to every minute yeah and then like obviously at a club you want to build culture that's what it's yeah. all about and bringing boys together and that so like if you're exactly late, the same if you're, if you're that, late yeah. we have like a i roll the dice thing yeah so it's like and each number has a meaning for it yeah it's like boys if you get like a four i think you have to wear a suit for the week. Yeah, right. So like, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, we have to wear a suit to training every week, like for the whole week. Yeah. Like things Fuck, like I that. Thought it'd be like, I thought it would be like buying coffees or something. Oh, nah, nah. And like boys have to do the dishes and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's it's similar. Like I have all these meetings, but like away from the field, it's the same. Like i got to make sure that I'm getting the right sleep. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, routine again, sleep yeah. and, and, and mindset. And obviously I was glad to hear that you're doing like the um, – getting some training on like yeah on the mind stuff at yeah. the moment right and it's obviously like off the field as well like I feel my profile is my business and for sure yeah um, brand it's your brand right, it's my brand and yeah. um, obviously you know getting getting sponsors and, yeah. and stuff like that it's all about networking and, and getting to know people and yeah I'll, I want to get into that actually so we'll, we'll park that before we get too deep into it so let's get back to um, let's get back to Paris so you come back Two year contract. I remember talking. It's funny, man. I remember talking to your old boy at the pub <laughs> when that was happening. Yeah. And I'm like, we're all just in there going, shit. Hopefully, it just like comes through. Anyway, so you get the contract. So you're full time. Like, where are you at mentally with it? Because we're kind of skipping some 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 mental steps here. That like you might even you might have blocked all this out because it might have just been like this massive whirlwind for you coming through yeah. those stages. But you know, you're. You've you've moved down at seventeen. You've you've gone through busted. You know you've gone into share accommodation. You haven't. You know you've played a couple of games at at eighteens, and it's kind of all been up in the air. You did your back. You've gone to para. Blah blah blah. So it's all. There's no real talk about a full time contract until that that first preseason yeah. at para, right? So, 
Like, where are you at mentally with all that? Like, are you just going through, like, where's the confidence level as a, as a 18, 19-year-old kid, right? And we can say kid now because yeah, yeah. back then, like, it, you, like it, yeah. it feels like it, right? And you look at 17, 18-year-old kids now, they are kids. So, like, let's say, for example, your family lived in Sydney and you had them close by and you had that support network, different story. Yeah. You're, you know, miles away from your family only been able to talk to them over the phone and whatever else, and, and at Christmas time. So, like, have you? Are you just? Are you just building these mental calluses in your mind over time and just going, "Fuck it, I'm de- like I'm making this happen." Or are you getting to the point of going like make and break every day, coming home, cradle position, rocking back and forth, or it? Uh, like, where's the resilience? It's, I reckon point? it's probably something that I haven't actually realised. Do you know what I mean? Having considered it, just like, like, it, like blocked it, as, just like as going forward. Going, yeah, as yeah. I was going through all these steps. Like I was actually building so much mental resilience. Yeah. Um, because by this stage, me and my mates at that time, we moved out of the share house and we got our own place. And all my mates then, we we're all we were all like family. Yeah. Because he, my one of my mates, he was from New Zealand. He was the same. Never it's seen his family. Situation. Yeah. My mate, other mate was from Gold Coast. So we all lived together. We didn't have anyone else. We didn't have family yeah. around. So we had each other. Yeah. Like the, to the point where like. Every night we'd eat dinner together. Yeah. Every morning go get coffee together. So without them, like, you're, just, you're screwed. And now they have like my best mates, yeah. and like we just like now my mates message me. He's at home in Sydney. He's like, hurry up and get home. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? like we're just, yeah. like we're just not we just can't get away from each other sort yeah. of thing. But I think we we built that back then because we didn't have each other. But I think without us even knowing, we we built this like mental like strength that mm. like. Man, I've been in the dumps. But have you? And, but have you considered it? Like, and, and not to, I guess, pull it back to this conversation. But have you ever sat and reflected on that time? Or like, well, ever since I started seeing this guy, I have. Because it's all going back yeah, to that point. It's, it's all, all going back yeah. to your mental resilience now. Always, but at, back. probably before that, no. Yeah. I just thought, oh, it is like I just went along with. I was chill, man. I just went along with the flow. I just yeah. went training, tried train hard. Uh, when I had time off with the boys, we go have beers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and like you just eat you meet more people and they're all in the same situation and you just hang out like constantly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I didn't, you know, you'd get your mum come down every now and then, but like everyday grind, it'd be the same. And it's probably not to this point now, me seeing this guy about my mental side of my football mm, game and so my cool. life, yeah. that all this that happened before me was actually the reason. And I obsess over that, bro. Like I love that shit so much because that that's, that's the difference, right? I tell my guys you know, my, like my team all the time because, again, I, I use so many sport analogies and um, one I remember using was like the Ben Hunt in that, what was it, 2019 grand final when he 15, dropped, 15, 15 sorry, 15 yeah. final when he dropped it. Like the skill difference, you look at Ben Hunt now, the skill difference between Ben Hunt and, let's say, Jonathan Thurston. Skill difference, probably relatively minor. How many times do you reckon he's caught that ball? 100%, yeah. bro, 100%. And the, the, the difference in the big occasions is the ability to master your mindset. Yeah. Right, and that's and that's where I want to really get to with you because obviously you're still young enough. Like obviously you've gone to Canterbury now, and you probably you know obviously would have been one of the senior guys even at Para. But going to Canterbury, you're going there as a big name signing, and and the boys are going to be looking at you, going yeah. you're a leader. So that mental state for you, you kind of take into it at a certain point at Para, and then obviously going to Canterbury now, it's going to be a different thing. Even go back to preseason earlier, saw all that um, when you didn't have to and whatever else. So you, your mindset now is going to shift to another level. So it's probably cool that you're getting to reflect on a lot of that. But as I said, bro, like I obsess over that because I think it's it's the the single most important difference between 
making it and not making it. Yeah. And I think the best thing for you at 17, 18 was A, getting the hell out of here and yeah, getting yeah. down to Sydney, right? Yeah. And we're, you know, funny thing, we're talking off air, of course, as well, that you can't wait to get back down there now, as much as the heart's on the coast. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it'd be pretty cool living in Sydney as well. Yeah. So, so let's, um, let's look, I guess, so you're at Parry, got the full-time contract now, um, and we'll probably breeze through a little bit of this here. You rack up the 100 games, and congrats on that, bro. Like, the huge, huge thing, obviously, even for someone who's who's never played professional footy, it, some guys would be cheering just playing one and game. And I feel like right, so. you play, I played 100 games, but between that, I had a lot of setbacks. Yeah. I think, I was, I, you know, I was pretty lucky. I think I played 70-odd games straight without missing a game. Without like we through injury and yeah, the, uh, there yeah. You go. yeah, yeah. I think maybe I missed one game, maybe, but like it was it was nothing. Um, yeah. But then obviously two years ago I had big had a major injury, and uh, well, I want to touch on that because obviously a shitty point in time as well, right? Yeah, Do you know, right. like uh, let's talk and hopefully you're okay talking about <laughs> yeah, it. But um, obviously touching on was it was it 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, twenty year were we? twenty 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 three. Origin time, uh, like you're, you look at all the headlines and, and whatever else, Reid Marnie about to make his State of Origin debut. You went into camp too, right? Yeah, so I was playing like, because I think what's Origin, round 12 into the season. Yeah. Um, I think I was, bro, I was playing the best footy I've ever played in my yeah. life. I think I was like, at the time I was actually leading the, the Daily M's. Yeah, right. means nothing. But yeah, no, no, like, but still credit to I was getting yeah. like, I was like, like top Playing two or something and yeah. um, you know obviously playing Origin in Queensland kids like everything you want to do Yeah. obviously I had uh, Harry Grant there who's a great footy player um, and I thought you know and then I got the phone obviously I got a few hints from the coach that week that well, have you got a phone call yet and I'm like what like I thought he was just absolutely talking yeah. smack anyway and then I got they played on the on, on that weekend and on the Sunday I get a phone call from the from coach and he goes, you know, I want you to come in. And I thought, hurry up, mad. Yeah. You know I mean, going into camp is just an absolutely... But are you going into camp to go, look, I've I'm, got to I'm learn going as much as I can. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going, going to play. I'm going to play. Yeah, 100%. That's I what love I'm that, bro. I I'm love going that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm coming here to, I'm coming yeah. here to play. You know yeah. Know what I mean? Love that. Because yeah. you do hear some stories about boys going into origin camp. You hear them on whatever. It's like, oh, look, I'm just going to go learn, learn as much as I can. No, nah, but fuck that, bro. I'm yeah, 100%. I'm here to play, bro. You know what I mean? Um. Obviously, they trained a few days and it was a bit weird, bro. I didn't really get probably, you know, we had media on the first day and I'm, the team, there was heaps of teams coming, coming out and they like named the team, teams, yeah. they named the team in alphabetical order, Yeah. but then, you know, Fox put the team that was, lit. I don't know, bro. Yeah. So, so I'm getting interviewed saying, you know, are you going to play on the bench? Where are you going to start? I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, I spoke to the coach. So I think I'm on top of the world, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and a few days go by and then obviously I get told that I'm not playing and I'm going to be 18th man or whatever, 19th yeah. man. Bro, at, at the time I was shattered. I was like, mm. I was like, went to my room, bro. I legit like, wasn't in tears, bro, but I was just, just like, fuck, so close, bro. But look at everything leading up to it, man. Like, and that's what people just don't understand with the sacrifice you've left. Like, and that's where you probably take it back to 17. Yeah. 17, leaving, leaving the coast, moving to Sydney, going through all that bullshit for so many years, ups and downs, to get to that point, to, yeah, to have it so yeah. close, right? It was, it was like right there. Yeah. Um, and like, I was- So tears? Like, tears at that oh, point? A little bit. Close but, enough, yeah. But just, I was just like, not disappointed in myself, but I'm, I don't know, I was just like, 
just had this anger about it. I was like, fire out, man. Yeah. Like, I was so close. Not hating on anyone. That Coaches made a decision for the best of the team. That's fine. But yeah. I was more, it was more about me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, fire out, so close. And then, obviously... So, they released you back to club footy that week. Yeah. So, I, we played on the Sunday, Sunday afternoon in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't know. And then they, they go, oh, um, you can go back and play. I think I was 19th man or whatever, something like that. Yeah. They go, you can go back and play... Go home on the Saturday, do captain's run, play Sunday, and come back to camp on Monday. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Mad. I'm in the mix. That's all that matters. So I went there, and I'm like, in my head, I'm going, I'm going to go play my best footy right like this day. I'm going to go to Newcastle. I'm going to play my best footy. Bang, bro. I reckon I played like pretty good. I mm. First, like 20 minutes, set up two tries, and yeah. like thought I was pretty good. And then three minutes to go. I remember. Um. I think I went to go. I went to go past one of the boys. He was going to score, and he like knocked it on the air, and the ball went up in the air, and I jumped up for it to grab it, and my shoulder just go bang. Right. Yeah. So then dislocate my shoulder, um, sitting on the sideline. I'm going on. Oh, no, I'll be right. I'll be right. You know yeah. I mean? I'm like it's feeling alright. You know what I mean? And Doc's like, yeah, but it'll be. It'll, Bro, I'll I watched that sore. game. I watched that game. I remember the commentators yeah. were. Yeah, and I'm going fire out, man. I was yeah. supposed to go back into Origin camp the next day. Yeah. And and as the hour went on, I just couldn't move my arm, couldn't move it. And then obviously I didn't go back into camp. Um, and then yeah, I was out for for six weeks. That was so that was your so that was your so six week recovery. Yeah. Um. So Origin One comes around the Wednesday night, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Harry Grant go down at some point in between then and oh. Origin Two? Yeah. So we yeah. played Origin One. Obviously the boys didn't yeah. do too good. Uh, Origin Two comes around. And I think a week before, two weeks before, or the week after the origin, he does his hammy. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sitting there. And oh. obviously it was obviously me or him and they yeah. picked him, which is like sweet. He was playing mad footy and they pick, he gets, he gets injured. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm still out for four more weeks. <laughs> yeah. So let's go there. Let's go to that place. Let's like, oh, hello darkness, my old friend, right? Oh, that's mate. like, where, where are you at now? Like you're just hating. You just, oh, but that's when the anger is just blood's boiling, right? Yeah, and I couldn't even move my arm off out of my yeah off my shoulder. Um, I'm just sitting there going, "This can't be happening." You yeah, know what I mean, I just was in like disbelief and like I was like, "Why would I do this?" You know what I mean? And you think back, "What have I done?" You know what I mean? But then I just thought it took me a couple of weeks, bro. Honestly, to get past to it, to get over it, and I was like, "Far out, man!" Like, oh well, it is what it is, and I was. I'm at Origin Three. I was counting down to Origin Three, and he wasn't. Uh, he still wasn't back by then. Yeah. He was missing Origin Three. I think Andrew McCullough came. Yeah, he right? come yeah. in and play. And I'm like, I'm on the phone to my manager, going, "Bro, I can play. I can play. I reckon." Yeah, right. And he goes, "Well, I'm gonna. The Origin's on the Wednesday. I was gonna play on the on the on the Saturday anyway. Yeah. So what's four days difference? Yeah. You know what I mean. But obviously, Origin's different arena, bro. They they need people that are fresh and yeah. You know what I mean. And I'm. Even that time, I'm like, still so close. Yeah, I'm like, right? oh, yeah. far out. Uh, and then I played another four weeks with my shoulder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, bro, just went again. And obviously spoke to Doc the first time when he goes, you know, if it happens again, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to seriously have a look at it. Um, so then this by this stage, we actually all when COVID happened, we the whole NRL had to move to to uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, that's right. To Brisbane. Yeah. So boys were split up. There was teams up in Sunny Coast, Brisbane, Gold Coast. Yeah. We were in the Goldie. Uh, I played about four games. 
did my shoulder again and I was like, oh, no. And I was in tears, bro, when I did it because I knew that, because that's who I am, bro. I just wear my heart on my sleeve and I want to win. And we're getting pumped that game too. And I was just like, I knew my season was done. Mm. Um, and then obviously when we get, had had scans and that, it was obviously worse and couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So then I had to have shoulder surgery um, up on the Gold Coast or Brisbane while the boys were still playing. And that's when they, we made it to the second week of the finals and they just lost. Yeah. Um, and like that was hard, bro, to sit there and watch. And I've never really had an injury before. So it was hard to sort of... For that extent as well, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Was it the same shoulder? What? what did, did So that, that heading into the finals, was that the same shoulder you'd done or was that the second? Yeah, no. So same, yeah, same, yeah, okay. same shoulder. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I had to have surgery and then, yeah, just sit there and watch the boys play. And like, yeah. I'm that sort of person that just burns me to watch them play. And then they lost. and Shitty spectator, right? Yeah, yeah, worst ever. There, the yeah. worst ever. And um, been not having an injury, like, my whole career, yeah. touch wood. I think, oh, I broke my foot, but I was out for, like, four weeks, four or five weeks, which is nothing. Yeah. And But this is, like, this is, like, eight months recovery, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, geez. oh, bro, it was so hard and... To get back, I was in a sling for like eight weeks. But it also been in the bubble, right? Yeah, so we couldn't. The bubble even, would have just done your yeah, head yeah. in already. So we couldn't like, we couldn't do anything right mm. for like a couple of weeks because we were staying in a resort. You, there was like, you know, them um, temporary fencing you see like at yeah. work sites. They yeah. were at, the whole resort was covered True. in that. So no one in there. So we, around you can't. You, yeah. you couldn't leave, and no one could come in. You could order Uber Eats. Yeah. It had to be like delivered by someone to someone to like get Jeez. to your room and shit. Um, until we finally like... It Are you relaxed. rooming or have you got your own no, room? No, you've got your own room. Got your own room, yeah, yeah. But like, so everyone's scattered everywhere. But I was actually pretty, teams in the same uh, resort as well, right? Yeah, there was yeah. like, there was like three teams. Yeah. You know, it was all, you know what? It was actually, wasn't too bad, you know what I mean? For a <laughs> it's few a weeks. It's a boys trip, right? It was honestly, <laughs> we had a big team room, like yeah. massive, and we'd have like... Like if we played on a Friday, Saturday, everyone would have beers in the team room. Yeah. We'd chuck the races on, put a couple beds on. Yeah. And then like during the week, we'd have like a FIFA tournament with all the boys. And then like one of the one of the boys would put like cash in, so it'd be like five hundred bucks. Yeah. The pair win five hundred if you win the FIFA tournament. And so it's alright. Yeah. Like, you got through it. We'd have you, like you every night we'd play in poker till like eleven yeah. o'clock, like just in the team room and like just to get you through. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad, but like you get you have your times where you like you know hotel food shit. Yeah, yeah, for I mean. sure. Um, and then we finally moved out and got our own place. Like we went to like a resort where we could do whatever we wanted. Yeah. So it was it was a riot. It's a tough year, but I mean, it's it's one of those ones, and I've said it a couple of times. One of those ones that like you'll be at, like that's a story for the grandkids, right? You lived in that bubble, like you played when it was a COVID period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember everything else shuts down. Like we weren't even allowed to open our office. And you guys are still playing footy. Yeah, like, well, the country needed so something, lucky, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, honestly, I feel. Like what? Would, what would anyone do if they couldn't watch anything on? TV? Oh, hundred percent. We'd mate. There'd be probably mean? more. There'd probably be just like I hate to say, it, but there'd probably be more suicides and stuff like that, bro. Like people needed something yeah. at that point, and and sport. I feel like through. we sort of, as much as we got to like got a good, we sort of helped people. Yeah, hundred because there was footy games on from Thursday to Sunday. Um, I mean, it was hard for us. We had to have COVID test every day. Yeah, we had to. We couldn't go to certain places. We had to log in on an app to say where we've been. Yeah. Um, like what time we were there, what time do we leave? Oh, but even as well, the guys who have families away yeah. from their families. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of them brought them up. Well, as well, like you look at the New Zealand boys, right? They were here for three years. Yeah. And I, I think I was reading like two of us, Sheck didn't see his family for a long time yeah, because that. they 
kept him in New Zealand. Yeah. And he was over here. Bro, that's hard. He's got little ones. And, like, and he's got to front the media as yeah. captain every day yeah, and whatever like, else. Hard, like, yeah. Even for the other boys, like, having kids and living in and out of hotels. I like, yeah. mean, that's hard. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like, I'm, we're lucky, bro. I was, I was just by myself and me and all the boys were just... Hanging out. Hanging out, like, you know what I mean? But you've got yeah. kids and stuff, and you're living in, like, a hotel. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard. Um, so we go... So you get out of the bubble, go back... Um, so you've had the shoulder reconstru- shoulder surgery, reconstruction yeah. surgery. So that's obviously... That's, that was COVID year, right? You did your shoulder yeah, finish yeah. the season, yeah. Um, so boys get to second round of finals yeah. that year, go back, so you get fit. Do you start round one or not? Yeah, I do. Start but... Like, even the rehab stuff, bro, I found so hard. Yeah. Um, like, I'd be trying to do something, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, And I, right. I'm the sort of person that just makes me angry. I'm like, like, I just throw the thing away, and then thank God, like, there's a scene, like, bro, it's all right. Like, you have your bad days, you have your good days, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I was running, I couldn't run, like, but we couldn't get full. It took me months, man. And then I got to a stage, and I felt like I just was, like, at the top of the hill, and I just... Calmed down again. I finally got it, and then I was sweet. Yeah. Um... Domino. Yeah, sort of. Big domino. Took an effect, but obviously did a lot of research in that. And it took, said, like, people that have surgery like I did for the first, like, 10 weeks, you won't feel comfortable. Yeah. But I was, like, probably got to the 10th week last year, and, like, I started to feel comfortable in my tackling because my tackling wasn't the best. But it was just because I just didn't. Well, it would have been, like, for, for a bloke who makes... 50, 50 game already, right? Like, surely you've come back pretty pretty nervous about that as well, Yeah, of right? course. And, like, it took so long to just get that confidence back to just be able to tackle someone again. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but now it's sweet, man. So rolling on to, to last season... And obviously, not not a not a not a great end for you boys, but you get through it. You know, obviously, it's it's Paris year and, and whatever else. You you're leaving a couple of other boys, I think, left as well yeah, last yeah. season, right? Um, your hundredth game ticks up. Um, like, where was? Let's talk about culture on that front because we'll bring it back to business a little bit. Like, did you guys just like see round one of last season? Did you go even in preseason? Like, what was the vibe? What was the culture like? The feel, the confidence around the group, and oh, we just. We we talked about it a lot about how good our team was when yeah. we all did our job. It wasn't about someone going off and doing their own thing to try and be better than someone or do it by themselves. And you can sort of relate it to business, I guess. Someone trying to do more than someone without doing it together sort of thing. That's sort of how we did it. Like not everyone has to be a 10 out of 10 when you play. If you get, if you get 13, 7 out of 10s, then, then you're, you're going to win. You're yeah, going to win. Sure. Uh, but if you get... People that aren't doing their job, and you get a guy that's a three out of ten, but then you've you know you got five guys out of three to ten, but you got three guys at eight out of ten. You, your chances of winning is slim. And that was credit to you boys, the group that you guys had, and that's probably why there was so much talk about it because you talk and and a business term. There's a business term called the eighty twenty rule, right? Yeah. Essentially, twenty percent of the the team does eighty percent of the work, right? And and same in anything like, um, or you look at you look at a lot of even the current NRL teams, like literally. 20% of the team is doing majority of, yeah. of 80% of the work. Whereas, yeah, you guys didn't have that. You probably had a team of sevens and eights every single week, a couple of nines and tens in there, but there was no one ever, anyone letting it down. So, again, another setback, but I hate But we, you have them along the way. Like, yeah. we were good. We were like, when we were on, we were like, we were a very good footy team. Yeah. But then we'd have our we'd have our days, man. Well, it was the one. It was they say it every year, right? You lose a team who loses by fifty points isn't going to yeah, win the yeah. comp. And but you guys came through. That was it, Melbourne. 
No, nah, we didn't. No, I wasn't. We didn't lose by a thing, but we lost oh. to like um, we lost to the Tigers Easter Monday. They beat us in extra time. That's right. And they, yeah. they that was it. They won all year. Yeah. They were coming dead last, and we'll come a second or third or something. So they what do you us. like? Where, where's the mindset? At, like uh, coming in on Monday from that? Oh, it's head noise. I tell you that. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's you just got to assess and understand where it went wrong. Yeah. And like it was sort of pretty much that people trying to do it by themselves. Yeah. Um, but. It's more about when things go like, when things bad happen, it's about what you do as a group, where if you get people that go split, that's mm-hmm. when it becomes a problem. But then if you if you stay together and- And that's the culture thing. And like you move the, on. Having the culture, pull everyone And back have in. honest conversations with, mate, why are you doing this? Yeah. You don't need to do that. That's not your job details. Because in footy, bro, everyone, fullbacks and the wings, yeah. half fullback hookers, we all have their own, our own job details. It's like- this is what you do in a game that makes you your best player. Literally, like a business, you know I mean? right? Legit. Right. And like, yeah, so like we did that and we had some good lo- good wins and we had some pretty bad ones as well in games we should have won. But I think it just made the team who we are and maybe had the best year. Like, Yeah. You know, I've been playing NRL now for five years and I've sat on the couch and watched the grand final play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Drinking beers. But that burning desire would just be fueling the fire, yeah. right? So you get to... so. So your 100th was um, first round of semis, was it? Yeah, it was a prelim to get into prelim, the grand final. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so 100 games obviously doesn't doesn't happen and, and obviously, yeah, mate, as a, you know, I hate to, it's obviously hopefully it's not too sensitive and raw still at the moment, but obviously never a loss, right? Always a lesson. And yeah, well, like I tell people now, they ask me about, you know, we played the, we played the game in, in North Queensland and won to get into grand finals, like the best feeling ever. Like, yeah. Mad. And then we get to the, the grand final week. And the grand final week, bro, is so busy. Yeah. I, it probably shook me a bit. Like, I tell people, they go, oh, how was it? What would you... I said, I'd do everything completely different. Would you? There yeah. you go. I would... Uh, not in a sense by my training or anything, but... Too just, much in the hype? Yeah, I just probably did things that I wouldn't usually do. Um, I actually wore different boots. Yeah. So I, I I don't ever wear metal studs. So like you can get like boots that wear half yeah. metal, half molded. Yeah. I never wear studded ones, and I wore studs to the and it's grand final. Like why did I do why? that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like and was I had, it even was it even I had was two it, brand was new it a wet game? Was it? No, I had I had there was I had two brand new pairs of footy. One was half molded and studded, and one was just molded, which I wear. Yeah. Every game. Yeah. And I wore these ones only because I thought. Oh, Bit joy, the grass is thick. I'll wear these ones. Just Jeez. and then I had like, not that it affected me or anything, but I had heaps of people come over to my house from home on the Saturday, which I didn't really mind. Do you know what I mean? But but it just it's more just. I talking. didn't like. Yeah, I just didn't get my nap in. Yeah. On the day and um, like during the week. Mate, half the lands were flew down. Yeah, I know. I know. And they all ended up at my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, I'd probably yeah. just. You know. Oh, mind you, by the way, for for anyone who doesn't know, your family are a diehard para fa- yeah, para family too. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. But um, so, no, it was it was a good experience, and um, you know, I'd, so I'd, what do you take? Yeah. What, what was the and not to be cheesy or cliche, but what's what's the number one lesson out of the grand final? Well, like oh, just, men, mental state wise, not footy wise. Take footy just, out of it because you, you just know. just stay in the moment and just take every day yeah. as it goes. I think I was a couple of days ahead. Um, even like to the point, yeah, wearing different 
different boots. Why would I do yeah. that? You know what I mean? Um, but you'd probably got to be in one to Yeah, to 100%. That... Well, if I get there again, which I feel I know I will, yeah. and I will be able to tell the younger guys of his first grand sure. final, mate, just do what you usually do. Like even in even in my footy footy terms, I did things that I wouldn't usually do in a game. Yeah. Like me, I don't I'm not the biggest, whatever. I'm not trying to go out and flog blokes. And I was trying to do it. You know what I mean? Just scuffled. And like yeah. but why would I Big do that? Game over. You know what I mean? So yeah. like you t- you take you know, you, you take you take your lessons and you move on with them. But it's something that no one's ever gonna unless you've been there, you know, a few times before, you're never really gonna know. What's involved, and, and from outside perspective, looking in from from me or anyone watching, of course, it's like, you know, we can sit here and agree and say, yeah, you shouldn't have done anything, but at the end of the day, mate, we've never been there either, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's you've just got to you got to take it in your stride. Yeah. Let's finish it up on a couple of things. One thing I want to talk to you about is goals, because um, again, I'm, I'm obsessed with goals, and and for you know, when I was in my early twenties, mid even mid twenties. Shit, even late twenties to be fair. Like I wasn't always a big on big on goals. I know you guys probably talk about it a lot, team goals, individual goals. But um, like, what what are the goals going into this year? Not so not so much for for you guys as a team, but let, let's talk about Reed. Like, is it? it yeah. yeah, is it? Well, like, what's one question? And hopefully, don't mind me asking it. But now now that you've, you've missed that opportunity at at the grand final, the Origin thing happened as well. Like, what's the pinnacle for for Reed Marnie? Like. And as a, sorry if it's too hard to answer, but like grand, and this is probably just more for for the punters watching on, right? Like grand final or origin, like what's the oh, it's hard. too hard to pick? Yeah, can't. I think. I don't know. I'd love. I won't make I you feel. I feel like yeah. origin's more of an individual accolade. Yeah. Um, and it'd be awesome to play in that, but to win a grand final, like fire, bro. Yeah, be the best. So what are the goals? So goals this year, obviously, team was, you know. Oh, just obviously we're a new team, new coach, heaps of new players. We just need to gel together, go out there and play footy, and just play finals footy. That's our goal. Yeah, that's what I think would be. And what are you doing every day? Waking up? Are you one of those guys that's kind of just reviewing your goal? Like, what are your individual goals? Obviously, Origin's still on there, Grand Final. Yeah, so I, I'm obviously. I actually probably probably four months ago I actually started not journaling, but like yeah. I'd write down. Because I'm pretty hopeless, to be honest, of, like, remembering you stuff. You just got to do it. Just got so to do it every I've day. got a book at home. Like, every day I take it everywhere I go, training. Yeah. I leave it in my car. If I think of something when I'm driving, like, I, when I stop, I'll write it down. Like, yeah. even if it's, like, put fuel in the car, like, I'll do I'll that. I admire that, for or sure. Yeah. today's grocery day or, yeah. like, you know, little things like that. I feel that's kind of good for me. And just, yeah. like, even right when, like, what you're feeling, like, just write down, fuck it. Why was I this today? Or mm. do you know what I mean? So. You look at anyone who's who's at the top of their game, though. Journaling, yeah. whether you call it journaling or note taking, and, and I do it all the time. I take my notes on my phone. I will wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I just have these, you know, business ideas or something yeah. I've got to do with a team or whatever else, and I'll just jot it down just to get it the hell out of your head. Yeah, it's weird how it works like that. Yeah, eh? Like, um, otherwise it just sits with you, sits with you. And some up. some days I'll write half a page. Like I only got a little book. Yeah. But some days I'll write write half a page of things and then some days I'll write like one or two things. Yeah. I feel like it's just how Whatever. whatever's going through my mind. You know what I mean? So goals what well, well, yeah, so let's talk about goals. Goals this year. What what do we what do we what's well let's not even this year. goals for Reed Marnie. Like oh, what do you what do you think? Depends like oh oh footy off the field sort of things. Well both. 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 Oh well obviously I've just um just I bought a place and yeah. just renovated it. So I I enjoyed that. Um, and I've done heaps of courses and 
you know, uh, I was at uni for a year and did business and um, sports business. That is, and I, I didn't. I just I struggled at uni. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Like writing, writing's hard, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Dude. Um, so then, you know, I did like a I've done my PT and stuff like that, and I've actually enrolled in a in a building course. Yeah. So I want to try and get my my builder's license. Sweet. Um, obviously, I I really enjoyed um, doing renovations. Um, and I want to be able to, you know, have a builder's license and do them things more often. So but the big goals, obviously, at the moment, as you're probably getting older and talking to Reed Marnie at 17, 18, this wouldn't even have been in your psyche. But so you're obviously looking at now post footy as well, looking at ideas of, yeah. you know, obviously it's a short career. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to, and I probably, because of COVID and all this, I probably went away from all that. So I want to get back into doing a bit of study. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a couple guys that and helped me with my building stuff, um, and like, oh yeah, I just really enjoy it. And I feel like I'm in a situation now financially, and and the people that I know and the people that want to help me um, with all this building stuff that I can really make the most of it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I want to make my transi- transition out of footy as easy Seamless. as possible. Yeah. Um, so, what's the goal at the moment after footy? I mean, obviously, you still got to. You have still plenty of years left, of course, and um, and enjoy that as much as you can. But have you thought? Have you kind of gotten to that point in your career yet, where you're sort of getting excited or nervous or curious? Oh, I'm always nervous about what's going to happen. Yeah, you, know I mean? you just like I'm just lucky. I've, I've obviously signed a long contract and yeah, um, all that, and I want to make the most out of it. And um, you know, I've actually I got a, I got a finance guy that helps me out uh, with all my stuff that we've got goals sort of thing and obviously to buy more property and, and yeah all them sort of things. So and then obviously that's when my building sort of comes into it where um I can knock and rebuild and build duplexes myself and well not myself but have my own license and it's mine sort of thing. So that's sort of what I want to do post footy sort of thing. And I know hopefully there's a long time to go, like ten sure, years. Man. But um I feel if you're thinking about it now, when I get to that point, because you see a lot of people that finish footy and they struggle with the transition for you know, 12, 18 months because they... Well, because it becomes everything, right? now. as you were saying before, you become so regimented in your day. Oh, like I get told, I get told what time my lunchtime is yeah. and what time my meetings is every day. And, and you know... If that if stops. You, if that stops, well, what do you do? You yeah. Know I mean? um, so things like that um, is is my goal. So yeah. for, for the year... So still business, business, there you go. So there's there's a there's a hidden agenda in this anyway, right? Obviously, the end, at the end of it, there's some sort of business... Or you know, investing yeah. and stuff. And uh, I've actually, um, I wouldn't. I've actually been in touch with the guy that I met uh, at my local cafe, who's a radio host. Oh yes, yeah, so um, I've actually inquired on him to me to come in and do some work, doing some radio on that. Because Tony on some more podcasts, yeah, bro. Like, Get the uh, microphone. I just feel you. like you know, um, you know, going in there, or even when I retire, doing like Triple M. Yeah, like. Um, footy commentating yeah, in that, commentary, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, little things like that and just just learning, meeting new people and trying to be the best person I can be. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's hard because I think every day is take it as it is, but um, it's sort of the goal for the year is get into the radio stuff and, um, you know, get some, get another property and stuff so like that. So just try and keep as many options open, yeah. right, it sounds like. Just um, and, then, and then footy-wise more... You know, it's a new club for me and, um, you know, I'm very, I was very, not uncomfortable, but it's a big, big challenge. Um, obviously, going there is, 
you know, everyone looks up to you and, and expects a lot from you. So just being me and, you know, uh, I feel people can go somewhere and try to be someone they're not. Mm. Um, me trying to be a different player to what I was, but the reason they got me is because of the player I am. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. So I just got to go there and be be Reed, and um, just keep on your putting yeah. your head in places. That and other people just got to uh, like even that training the last couple of weeks, I made mistakes. I'm like fire out, bro. Like, but then you got to realize, bro, you're still yeah. young, you're still learning, you make mistakes. That's how you get better. So just because you're uh, you, you're new and everyone looks up to you doesn't mean you can't make mistakes sort of thing so for sure. just being the best player for my teammates um, and obviously see myself as a leader at the Bulldogs so um, somewhat in that leadership group sort of capacity and um, and yeah just, just playing good footy no, and you sound confident with it bro like I think at the end of the day when I asked you that question um, it all kind of came off your tongue pretty confidently so it does sound like you're getting back in, or you're getting into that strong mental state, and and uh, you you you're managing your psychology of it all, and, and setting some goals. And I'm glad to hear you journaling and stuff. Obviously, that's um you know, for for someone who's known you for a long time, probably your probably whole a bit life, weird. You know? No, it's cool, bro. <laughs> like I think for guys who come from places like we do, we don't normally people don't do that stuff, no, no. man. You know, and so it's um yeah. I'm, look, bro, I've I've I've, uh, I've loved watching your journey thus far. Stoked to have you to have you in here today. Uh, where do people find you, mate? Instagram, uh, Reed Marnie, watch the journey. That's Reed Marnie, not Mahoney, Marnie, right? Marnie, Marnie. I'm playing footy with your brother. They'd <laughs> score a try and be like, try score a Todd Mahoney. And he'd be yelling at, up at the box. That must have not happened much. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't once or twice. No, when he was 120 kilos when we were 15 so years right. old. Uh, good man. Well, thanks, bro. Thanks, thanks for coming bro. on. Uh, yeah, as I said, we'll watch the journey with, with interest. And now that we know uh, how the mind works, I think it'd be more entertaining. But... All the best for the season, bro, and looking forward to it. Cheers.